everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Physical Media. My name is John. Faith will be with me in a little while to do the this or that or the Q&A portion of the show. But we like to start the show off every single week like we do with the news. And this week, it's actually a pretty slow week for news yet again. I'm guessing, you know, after December, it's a bit of a hangover. January looks like it's going to be a bit of a slow month. And the only announcements we actually got were for December. And that was on December 12th, The Creator will be coming to 4K. That was Gareth Edwards' film that starred John David Washington that came out early this year. Unfortunately, it was a box office bomb. Not an atrocious one because it only cost $80 million to make. But it still had a hard time even recouping that at the box office. Unfortunately, original sci-fi movies just don't do well just like comedies at the box office anymore. And of course, that absolutely kills me because my favorite genre of film is sci-fi and I actually didn't get to see this one in theaters I don't remember why but it was out of theaters pretty damn fast and I couldn't go opening weekend and by the second weekend it was like relocated to like the backroom theaters at my local theaters where you know it's gonna be played on a pretty shitty projector so I was like all right you know what I'll wait till it comes to 4k and luckily for us it looks like they kind of rusted it out to try and get it out before Christmas and it's coming out on December 12th and I'm really looking forward to that because like I said Big fan of sci-fi films. I heard this one's really good. John David Washington for me. He's been kind of hit or miss. I really liked him in Black Klansman and Malcolm and Marie, but I really don't like his performance at all in Tenet. I just feel like it's very bland, shows no emotion, which might have been the point. Live in a twilight world. We live in a twilight world. But for me, it just doesn't work, and I really feel like it actually drags Tenet down, especially on my last rewatch, but... I still like John David Washington. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with the creator. I'll check that one out on December 12th. And then one that just got announced right before I started shooting is School Days, the Spike Lee comedy musical that came out in 1988. I believe that was his second film. Came out one year before Do the Right Thing. This one kind of gets lost to the test of time, unfortunately. But you know what? I'm not the biggest fan of it, mainly because I'm not a big fan of musicals. But I do love the message and themes of School Days. And I haven't revisited it in a few years. Spike Lee is actually one of my favorite directors of all time. So I'm looking forward to this 4K. I'm definitely going to grab it because I would love to increase my Spike Lee 4K collection. Spike Lee is one of those directors that we've gotten some random movies on 4K. And then we've gotten, obviously, the big hits like Do the Right Thing and Malcolm X. But we still are missing some of his classics like The 25th Hour inside man clockers which i'm sure will never get a 4k blu-ray release because i don't know how many people remember that one crooklyn like all these movies still haven't come to 4k and really aren't even very popular blu-rays and um, obviously the five bloods is probably never going to get a physical release because it's locked behind the netflix wall black Klansmen, one of them that we've been lucky enough to get on 4k blu-ray so it's really cool to see them finally going into the back catalog grabbing school days on 4k blu-ray and it's being done by Sony, so it should be a really beautiful-looking 4K Blu-ray as well. But those were really the only two announcements we got this week. There was nothing else. It was really a very slow week. So, unfortunately, that's really all we got as far as news. But there are a ton of sales going on this month, just sales that are killing my wallet. We had all the Christmas 4Ks on sale. They might still be on sale right now, but I was able to grab Elf from Walmart for $10. That's just an absolute steal. They were down to about $13 on Amazon all of the Christmas 4Ks that came out from Warner Brothers last year. It took a little longer to go on sale than I was anticipating, but they did go on sale. Most companies like Best Buy, Amazon are running their Black Friday deals right now, like Battlestar Galactica, Enter the Dragon, which would be an absolute steal at $10. Two Guns is on sale for $10 as well, which I'm probably going to grab. I'm a little bit curious. I haven't checked that one out yet, but it's weird that that one's already mixed in on the sales because that one just came out pretty recently. I didn't expect that to go on sale down to 10 I thought that would be like $15.99, $16.99, you know, not going under $15. Bucks. So I'm a little worried. Is that a good 4K Blu-ray? I might just have to grab it just to check it out myself and give a review for you guys because 
I'm not sure why that one is so cheap. I mean, it's not the greatest film in the world. It was an entertaining, fun trip to the movie theaters, but I haven't seen it since. Denzel Washington, Mark Wahlberg, they had pretty good chemistry, but don't remember loving that movie. But man, we got so many great sales this weekend. Of course, it's November. We got the Barnes & Noble Criterion sale going on. And I wanted to give you guys, for this sale, the top five Criterion movies I think you should grab in this sale. And we're going to count those down right now. So starting at number five, I got Malcolm X. This came out last November. It's still one of the greatest 4K Blu-rays Criterion has ever put out. It's got all the bells and whistles, the special packaging, and everything. I mean, this thing has everything you could ever want in a 4K Blu-ray. I have almost no flaws with this movie in general as far as the film goes, and then as far as this 4K transfer goes. One of the best that Criterion has ever done. You guys just heard me praising Spike Lee. Spike Lee, one of my favorite directors of all time. This is his magnum opus. This is the best film he ever put out, and he originally wasn't even supposed to direct it, and that's just unbelievable to me. He got one of the best performances out of Denzel Washington, who got ripped off for the Academy Award because there's no reason why he shouldn't have won this year for Malcolm X. One of the greatest performances in film history. And then at number two, I got a film that actually came out last November on the same exact day as Malcolm X, if you can believe that, in very nice packaging as well. And that was Wally on 4K Blu-ray. This is the only time that Disney and Criterion have teamed up. I really thought that we were going to get more of that, but it's been a year now and we haven't gotten any more announcements, so I guess this was just a one-time thing. I'm glad that we got Wally on 4K, but it had me fantasizing about a lot of other movies I would have liked on 4K, like Cinderella, which got a brand new transfer this year as well. Same thing with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, so those will probably never come to Criteria Collection, but it would be really cool if they teamed up just one more time, gave us another one of their classic films on 4K Blu-ray. I think, you know, Anastasia, I feel like that would be a great one for 4K Blu-ray from them. You know, maybe the original Jungle Book, like these movies that are really popular, but I guess are as popular that Disney feels like they need to put out the scans themselves. I would really appreciate that, but unfortunately, that's not what we got here. But still, thankfully, we got Wally on 4K Blu-ray. It is definitely an upgrade over the previous Disney 4K Blu-ray that was put out. And also, again, all the bells and whistles. And I don't ever really get to point this out much, but Wally has some of the best menu systems that I've ever seen. That's just pure eye candy. So Wally on 4K Blu-ray, if you can get that for 50% off, it's an absolute steal. And here's one that just came out earlier this year, One False Move. This one was directed by Carl Franklin, written by Billy Bob Thornton, his writing partner, starring Billy Bob Thornton in a supporting role. But this movie is just absolutely fantastic finally got to watch this one on 4k blu-ray it is a beautiful looking film and the 4k is just absolutely stunning it's one that i think you should grab and the film itself i don't want this film to get lost to the test of time because i feel like it is it's an early 90s film that people really don't talk about too much when they talk about billy bob thornton and his writing and early acting sling blade comes up more than one false move and that's really a shame because one false move is a great thriller and here's one that's not just it's not a 4k it's just a blu-ray but it's mishima a life in four chapters directed by paul Schrader. Paul Schrader movies aren't for everybody, but this movie is an absolute masterpiece. Perfect packaging, by the way, but it's a movie I think you should see. I'm a huge Philip Glass fan and all of his scores, and the score for this movie is done by him, and I think it just matches the tone of this movie so, so well. Based on a true story, combining elements of the writer's own novels and books while combining what is real life end of his life tragedy just combining all those elements with the philip glass score i think it works really really well now this film i know is not going to be for everybody but for me i think this movie really works and if you're interested in paul schrader if you've seen other movies that he's directed like blue collar master gardener from earlier this year or even the films that he's written like taxi driver you know the kind of movies that paul schrader man you know the kind of movies that paul schrader likes to make you know basically just men at the 
end of their rope and what are they going to do next type of movies. And Mishima is no different, but it's based on a true story. And from a cinematic standpoint, it's just absolutely gorgeous. And then last but not least, and still in the running for my number one 4K Blu-ray of 2023, and we only got a couple months left for it to be passed, and that is Criterion's release of Thelma and Louise. This one blew me away, especially with the amount of extras on it, but the visuals and the audio were just stunning. This is still the best release that Criterion has put out in 2023, and if you're able to get it for 50% off, I think that's an absolute steal, and I'm going to be extremely jealous of it because I think it's a great 4K. And this is the one I think if you're in the Criterion sale, this is one I think you should grab. I've grabbed some stuff from the sale myself as well. I still want to go back and probably grab La Bamba. I don't know. I'm on the fence about it mainly because it's a Blu-ray and I don't know if we'll ever get a 4K upgrade. But maybe La Bamba isn't as popular enough for Criterion to put on 4K Blu-ray or it might come out from a different studio. I don't know. But for 20 bucks, it's probably worth it, especially since La Bamba is a fantastic movie. So I don't know. Maybe I will grab that. But it's really hard. You know, you got to kind of pick and choose what you want. It was really cool that Criterion and also put all of their November releases at 50% off as well. December and January releases, they kept at 30% off, and they're $35, which is exactly what they'll be after the sale anyway. So that's kind of mispromoting, but still, if you want to pre-order them, you can do that through Barnes & Noble, but $35 is what they'll be after the sale anyway. That's kind of a little bit misleading, but it's still pretty cool, especially for Criterion 4Ks. They're so expensive, and this is really the only time of the year where you can get them within a reasonable range without having to really pick and choose what you really want. So that's pretty cool. I really do appreciate that sale going on. But just make sure you guys are checking all the sales. They keep popping up day in, day out. I try and post as many as I possibly can here on the channel, but I've had some problems on Amazon actually searching for movies. The search features don't ever pop up with 4K Blu-rays. I saw that Serial at Midnight actually said that he was having the same problem, so I know it's not just me, but very, very strange issue that still hasn't been fixed in about five days, so hopefully they get on top of that. Their search features are just not working. But we'll have more to update you guys on Black Friday going forward. Hopefully some things more go on sale. But right now, it really, no matter which way you look, everyone's got a sale going on. This is 4K season, guys. I hope you guys enjoy the hunting. But anyway, we're going to dive into the this or that portion of the show with Faith. And we're going to get into that right now. Hey, guys, look who I found out in the streets, Faith. <laughs> and she's back here for another week of this or that. It's time to play the game. <laughs> That's Faith trying to do Motorhead's uh, time, <laughs> Triple H's old theme song. Time to play the game. Okay, yeah. let's play. All right, what's the game? This is going to be video game Oh. I'm not a big video game, so I'm not giving you my thing because I don't know nothing about it. All right, well, so you're going to ask me questions and you don't want to be involved in it? Oops. Yes. Well, if I know some of them, then I'll answer. But, like, most of them I don't. Okay, I'm prepared. Oh, I haven't played. So Halo Ooh. or Call of Duty. Oh, for me, that's easy. Halo. Halo? I love Halo. So yeah, I have a connection to that franchise. From That's the game that got me in the Xbox. Like Before that, I was a Sony guy, PlayStation 1 and 2. And then that came out, got an Xbox, had to have Halo. Mm. And then Halo 2 became one of my favorite games ever. I stayed home from school from Halo 3. Mm. Like, forget it. Like, my aunt died. And I used that as an excuse to play Halo 3. I mean, awful. it's terrible. No, it is. Awful I, person. I feel... <sighs> I feel horrible about it, but you know who should feel even worse? Matt, because it was his grandmother, and he was, <laughs> and he was upset to go to the funeral. He was like, I remember, I remember being on the live chat playing Halo 3 with him, and his dad like screaming, Matt, we gotta leave soon! And he's like, Dad, I'm in the middle of a game. And he's like, it's your grandmother's funeral! Like, <laughs> And I, like, made up some sort of excuse to not go to the funeral myself, so it was a big... Did you go? No. no. On Phyllis? Yeah. You didn't go to her funeral? 
No. You are a piece of crap. I was getting good at Halo, though. <laughs> Did anybody say, why didn't Johnny go? I said I didn't want to go. That I, was your reasoning? I just don't want to go? I don't like those things. They're sad. Yeah. And your mom didn't make you go? No. Nope, I didn't go. Wow. I have, if you've ever noticed, I've never really gone to any wakes or funerals. Wow. I don't really go to them. All They're right. not a place I like, and I know nobody likes to be at them, but they make no. me, I feel just horrible there. And I, but I don't you know. gotta say, like, you sorry to the fan, like, you know. Yeah, I usually shoot them a text, or like, <laughs> <laughs> Not a phone call, a text. All right, you're ridiculous, <laughs> awful person. I just don't know Zero what stars. Well, oh I'll tell God. you what, to be fair, I, I when someone dies around me, I'm not really too big into people seeing me or talking to me either, like, for a while. So I feel like most people have that feeling too, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good with death. And yeah. you made this whole Call of Duty Halo thing turn into a morbid conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... Jeez. All right. Um, Street Fighter Ooh. or Mortal Kombat? Oh, I was always a Mortal Kombat guy. Yeah, I like Mortal Kombat. Me not a played Street Fighter. Street Fighter I played... So the funny thing was, I started playing these because my mom, we would go to the laundromat to wash our clothes. And they had a Street Fighter 2 machine and I think Mortal Kombat 2 machine, I can't remember. But they had them next to each other and I had so much more fun with Mortal Kombat mm. just because of the fatalities. I also feel like their characters are more memorable, but Street Fighter 2 is one of the most popular games ever and Street Fighter is one of the most popular franchises ever, but I still think Mortal Kombat's better. Plus, much better movies from Mortal Kombat. Okay. What about you? You like the Mortal Kombat movies? I like uh, the movie. Uh, the last movie I liked. Right? It was yeah, good. Yeah, I liked the last movie. Um, I always we played Mortal Kombat. Like that was I didn't really play Street Fighter. So okay. Uh, uh, Mario. Ooh. Is that how you say it? Mario? Mm well, uh, we me, say a Mario. We say Mario, but technically the pronunciation is Mario. Mario. Okay. Yeah, I, but I never say it that way. We're from New York. Uh, yeah, because I, I know a lot of uh, Mario's. Yeah. I have my the manager, meet the manager at my stories. Uh, is a Mario. And he's from Italy. Yeah, he's he's an Italian. Yep. Yeah. Or Sonic. Ooh, see now this is the ultimate question, especially for a '90s kid. You know, Sega does, but Nintendo don't. But I was always a Nintendo person, and I always preferred Mario over Sonic myself personally. Nowadays, I'd probably say Sonic, especially like the Sonic movies are pretty good in comparison to like the new Super Mario Bros. movie. But the Super Mario Bros. movie is also really good, and it's perfect for kids. So, yeah, but I still like Jim Carrey. Got to okay. give the nod to Jim Carrey. So I would still go Sonic. Sonic, okay. You know, rapid fire. What about yeah. you? Sonic, because we had a Sega. You had a Sega? We had a Sega. We didn't have Nintendo. Sega! We didn't have Nintendo. We had Sega, then we had PlayStation. Uh, we never had X. Uh, we didn't have, I didn't have Xbox until later. Ah, uh, okay. We were, we were PlayStation. PlayStation through But I played those, like, little kid games. Like yeah, you were never Mary, a gamer. I yeah. was trying to teach Faith how to play Halo years ago. She could not comprehend how just to do the basic controls of walking around, like, <laughs> left and right stick. Like, it was a joke. <laughs> I mean, I just couldn't understand why you couldn't nail down walking. Like, you know, the fundamentals of any game. Now, Faith does game now. She won't tell you, but she plays video games all day long. No, I don't. Yes, she does. She plays Monopoly <laughs> on her phone. Monopoly Go. Monopoly Go, yeah. 
all <laughs> day long. It's that's a little different. I'm just pressing a button and hoping it lands on something. But you're talking to me about it like it's like life or death, and I don't realize that you're talking about Monopoly Go. <laughs> but I'm not the only one because Danielle does it too. I get that, but still, I'm a little confused right. by the whole situation. <laughs> so that's my this or that. All right, that was a good one. I think you did good. I think you did good. I think you did good this week. I'm proud of you. So, actually, I wanted to discuss a topic with you because we both just saw the Marvels together yesterday. Mm -hmm. And one of the things in our relationship that's been very prominent has always been superhero movies, more specifically the MCU. Mm -hmm. And would you say that the MCU, in your opinion, has fallen off in the last few years? Especially since Endgame in 2019? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. I think they got where they needed to go. And then you feel like you wouldn't have even done any movies after? But, okay, so this is how I feel. Yeah. Because I know the movies that we've seen, like, as of late, haven't been the best. They haven't been the worst. But they haven't been what we remember Marvel to be. I think all that, too, is nostalgia. A lot of it's nostalgia. And now they're trying to come up with new ideas, right? I think what they have is they have an idea. They have an endgame, to say. Yeah. They have that. Um, so I think we're just seeing the fillers right now. And I think next segment, I think we're going to get the real action-packed uh, movies. But I think each of these movies that we're seeing now have little pieces, kind of like all the other Mar uh, Marvel movies did previously. They Got gave it. us a little piece. Gotcha. Of this puzzle. So if you, and if you watch all the Marvel movies collectively, it all ties into the last two movies. It does. I agree. But the problem is, is ever since the Endgame, you know, Endgame storyline ended, and now we're trying to build up new characters, and we're in the multiverse, and then I really feel like... I think them killing off so many characters at once kind of played a big deal. Like, well, it felt like a real finale. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, it was the end of 20-something movies since 2008. You know, it was an 11-year journey to get there. And now, you know, it's like kind of like, okay, now we have to do it again. But this is just not as interesting. We already told our best story, and now mm -hmm. we're, we're kind of like playing around with multiverses. And then, you know what? It, just, it was a film event, and then Disney Plus came along, and then they wanted to sell Disney Plus, and now we have a ton of MCU shows. So you, are, do you think it's the Disney Plus that we're I, I think there? that watered it down. Like, it became... Because these used to feel like special... I said to you yesterday, when we went and saw the Marvels, I'm like, do you remember, like, how much... How big it used to feel going to see a oh, Marvel movie? the movie theater was packed. Mm -hmm. People would you know yell out it's kind of like going to a star wars movie yeah and they and they did the same thing with star yeah. wars it's not the same anymore so i think it's disney plus i'm not saying that they're not putting out good quality but i think if they didn't put out the mo everything like if they didn't flood it yeah i think uh, the marvels that we saw yesterday would be like wow people would love it mm -hmm. but i think because you We've seen this before. And if you want to just stay committed just to the movies and not even watch the Disney Plus shows, like, I pretty much have bad out of watching any of them. You're kind of lost. Like, I had to watch in the car yesterday on the way there. I was watching an 11-minute MCU video about, like, what's happened in between so I know who the Marvel characters are that are in this movie. Like, I knew Monica Rambeau because I liked WandaVision, but I didn't really watch Miss Marvel. I watched a couple episodes. Mm. So I was, like, interested, but, like, I didn't fill in the gaps. So I needed this so I knew exactly what was going on. And you never used to have to do that. Mm -hmm. And now you really have to, so they kind of want you like fully invested, but there's just not enough time in the day mm -hmm. for the MCU to just be your whole life. And I don't think the quality is matching up for what they're asking anyway. No. Especially no. with Ant-Man and Quantumania, I still feel like, ugh, the CGI is that. But did you like the Marvels? It was okay. 
Yeah? Yeah. I, I'll give it a seven. That's what I gave it, actually, a seven as well. I'll give it a seven. I think um, it had some cute moments. It had some funny moments. But there's some things that I'm just like... I, I really feel like all these movies are, are fillers. The one movie, Chang-Chi. Yeah, Chang-Chi was great. I think that one was so totally separate from what Marvel's doing right now that that's why I think I liked it so much. So, so much I think because it's so it's so separate from what Marvel's doing it really doesn't tie into anything yeah but it and is. I wonder how it is going to tie in it's that's true. what they I'm trying really, to say like, yeah they haven't eventually really it, like we should get an Avenger movie well they are they're building up I think the Secret Wars is what their their end game then I think that will be our first real that will be the first test because we gotta you gotta remember when they first started all these movies Iron Man and um who else? It was the uh, Thor and Th- Hulk. Thor, Hulk, Captain, Captain America. America. Like when they first started that, those, some of the. I mean, I mean, I love those movies, but I don't think I love them as much as the second, like Phase Two and as, Three, right? Yeah, I mean, I no, I first Captain Avenger America, is, yeah. First Avenger is probably one of my favorites, so I can't say that. But like, I had to go back to it. That's true. That's true. That is a great one. But yeah, Thor is not the greatest. I don't think Thor found his footing until Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. honestly, which is funny because we saw that in November. I felt like the lead up to that was similar to the Marvels where I was kind of falling out of love with the MCU before Thor Ragnarok. I had I didn't really like the first two Thor movies, so I had no anticipation for Ragnarok. We went in there and then we went to Chili's. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Good meal. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> um, Ragnarok was great. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite MCU movie, so I was hoping to get that with the Marvels and you know, it had some original stuff in there. I thought the three leads were great. They were like, they had great chemistry together. Brie Larson gave her best performance, I think, as Captain Marvel, as Captain, you know, Carol Danvers. I always really liked Ram- Monica Rambeau. I always thought that she was great as well, her character. So I think they really came to fruition with this. And I started to care about Miss Marvel, you know? I didn't know too much about her, but they had all good chemistry, I thought. Yeah. I think, we, you know, you learn their families from the show. We didn't really know... Miss Marvel's family, so like we didn't really have a connection to her. Yeah, you know, so that that's different because we didn't see Miss Marvel. Um, but I I did, I enjoyed it. It wasn't bad. I'm not ex- as excited to see Mar- uh, Marvel movies now than I was. That's just a shame. Let's just put it that way. I'm not really excited. Like you said, oh, we're going to see Miss Marvel. Oh, I really don't care about it, but I guess we got to see it. Yeah. You know? Well, that's kind of sad, because this was, like, a huge part of our relationship was the MCU. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, now it's kind of just kind of faltered. I hope they find their way again. The after credit scene, not going to talk about it here, but... But good. It set up something that I'd be very interested in. And I think that's where they're going. Okay. So, I think all these movies that we're seeing, they're setting something up. We didn't need a Black Widow movie. No, that was too late. They should have did that, like, in the second phase, actually, right around Iron Man 2. We didn't need that. So no. I don't, I didn't get it. And now, and the CGI has just been bad, which I actually thought the CGI was pretty good in the Marvels, honestly. I didn't have, I didn't bump into too many issues yeah. like I did like with Ant-Man and stuff like that, and yeah. especially the MCU show. Well, Ant-Man was different because they're in this area for the, like, the majority of the movies. Yeah, the so. quantum realm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so it has to look like a little funky. Yeah, it did. Just not a good <laughs> one. But, all right. All right. So let's do some of the Q&A portion of the show. All right, so we got four questions. All of them are from Kevin Kruger, who is a director here on the channel. And Kevin's first question is, how would you rank the following streaming services? Disney Plus, Peacock or The Cock, Max, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus, Hulu, Apple TV Plus, or Stars? I still think number one is Max, personally. What about you? Ooh, Max is good. 
Max is good. Damn good. Max is good. I also... <sighs> did he put Netflix? Of course. Um, I also like Netflix. So that would be my one too also, but what would you go first at number one? The Max or the Netflix? Netflix is pissing me off with their constant price increases. Not that Max is any better, but I feel like Max still has more content comparison to... Max. I mean, I like Love is Blind and stuff like that. That's true. You watch those garbage so shows. So I'm going to go with Netflix, then Max. All right. So we're at the same one, too, but just reversed. And then at number three, I have to personally put Peacock just because of the WWE Network on there. Mm-hmm. And also Unsolved Mysteries. Mm-hmm. You know, but it doesn't have the best interface. But for the WWE Network, I like alone, Peacock too. So yeah, you got some stuff on there. And sometimes they put out some good movies. And anything that's universal, it usually comes on that service like within forty-five days of theaters. So yeah, that's pretty cool. But you know, Exorcist Believer also. And then um, I honestly, it might not sound like the best choice, but probably Amazon Prime at number four. Mm-mm. No, no, Hulu. Put? Hulu. I put Hulu at five. No, I like Hulu. They oh. have some good shows on there they have some movies sometimes um and they have like shows that are on like fx and stuff so i like the, like american horror story so those um always sunny in philadelphia so fargo. I'm gonna go fargo yeah so yeah i agree that's a good one so yeah i would have that that's still a five behind what would you have at five then if you wouldn't have amazon would you put the amazon prime at five then yeah all right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, you like stars, though. I don't know where you put stars. Is great when they have their shows on. Okay. So like, there's four. There's four shows that I watch. I watch um, the three shows from the Powerverse. Okay. And I watch. I have to think of it. It's it's one of those shows, but I haven't seen it in like two years because they haven't put it out. Okay. So. All right. Well. Um, lay up. But it's but I like the power verse. I think those are really entertaining. Okay. It, everybody talks about that. Alright, that's fair but, enough. You know, and we and it's like a good show to have like a topic of conversation. So I, I don't know. Those three shows. But there's one, the um the one that's out now, I don't like. It's like it's in place in Chicago where everything else is like New York based. So I don't know. But I, I do like stars. Okay. Yeah, stars would be towards the bottom and honestly. As much as I, and Disney Plus would be towards the bottom for me, especially since we canceled it. I don't like how they keep raising their prices. I, you know, they started out as this, we all knew it, but they started out at $7.99. Two price increases this year. It's just a little bit ridiculous, especially if the content, like we were talking about with the MCU and Star Wars, being watered down and feeling yeah. less than the films. You know, yes, you get access to all of Disney's back catalog, but I'm a physical media collector, so that doesn't really interest me too, too much, but everything original on there has been kind of a disappointment. They do have a really good, like, browser system interface and streaming in high quality with Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos, so I do like Disney Plus to a certain point. It's just that I don't like their business practices at the moment, so I had to give that the old boot. Apple TV Plus, on the other hand, just doesn't have enough content that really interests me. Uh, I have it in a bundle, so that's the only reason I even have it. Mm. If I didn't have Apple Music and I needed more cloud storage, they just kind of threw it in there. And, you know, for a little bit of a freebie, it ain't too bad. Yeah. But I don't know if you have any interest in that. You know, I got to watch the morning show. There's been a couple good movies on there, but that's been really it. Mm. Yeah, I don't watch Apple TV, really. All right. Well, that was a good question, Kevin. Thank you so much, buddy. And he said, how would you rank the following movie characters based on how much you would like to hang out with them? (laughs) All right. You got Derek Zoolander. Austin Powers, Deadpool, Buddy the Elf, Lloyd Christmas, Ace Ventura, Billy Madison, Tommy Callahan, Ferris Bueller, or Garth Alger. 
Okay. So, a lot of these people are assholes. I was, so, I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. Like, as much as I love Lloyd Christmas and Ace Ventura They're, watching them in movies, I have exercised the demons. This house is clear. I, I would be never, never, never want to No, they're yeah. horrible. No. I agree. Uh, Buddy the Elf. Like, imagine hanging out with that guy. It's like hanging out with a child. Yeah, like, like yeah. he only wants to eat syrup and candy. And I all. mean, I, I'm on board with that. Yeah, I'm not but like, lie. he's just calling you nonstop. Mm -hmm. like, but the elf, what's your favorite color? Yeah, like, no. <laughs> so, um, and then Austin Powers. Yeah, but that British accent. I mean, he's going to be a horn dog out there the whole day. All right, so... Derek Zoolander, too, he, could be a bit of a dick. Oh, my God. Oh, Ferris Bueller, asshole, again. Ferris Bueller is an asshole. I would hate to be his friend. They're all... I think everybody on this... Uh, there's two guys I really want to... Billy I, Madison. Billy Madison seems fun. Like, he, he would be a good time. Part. Yeah, yeah like, he'd he be just, a good guy. He just wants to hang out. So he's my number one. Yeah, but your number one, my number one is actually going, it's my surprise to you, but it's going to be Tommy Callahan. That's Tommy from uh, Tommy's Boy. Get a little wind here. No, you need to drop a couple hundred pounds, blimp. <laughs> Rascals. No. Yeah. Chris okay. Farley, like he's like, yes, he's an idiot. Like, you know, he's a dumb person. You know, you know, it takes plenty of people seven years to fill it, finish college. Yeah, they're called doctors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, come on. He is hysterical. He's got a great heart in him. You would have a good time with him. You know he means well. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to get you in a little bit of trouble. He's going to do something stupid, but he's a good guy. He's yeah. Deep down, he's a good guy. So I'm going to go with Tommy Callahan, me personally, at number one. At number two, I'm putting Deadpool yeah. because he's got to be a good time, too. Yeah. He's got a dark sense of humor. He's a little bit <laughs> he's fucked funny. up. Yeah. Yeah, but he's funny. Yeah, so that would be my number two. What about you? Any of these yeah, guys? Yeah, I would say the same thing. And then Garth. Uh, like, Garth is weird, but he's really nice. Okay. I don't know. I'm wearing a Wayne's World hat now, so I know um, he'd appreciate it. I guess after that would be uh, Buddy the Elf, because he just seems nice. He's really nice. He means well. Yeah. But again, like, it's just, is he going to get smarter as time goes on? That's my big question. And then Ace Ventura is annoying as but shit. But he's smart. But he, he likes doggies and animals, so yeah. I guess I'll... I could see the good in him. Come to me, my jungle friends. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look. Bozo, bozo. Well, come in. Take a look. Come on in. Snoop, Snoop around. around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, I guess dead, honestly, dead last on this list might surprise you, but it would be Ferris Bueller. Yeah, same. Because you know why? I just know that he's trying to manipulate me. Yeah, I can't trust same. him. All these other guys, like Derek Zoolander, he's just an asshole. <laughs> But, you know, I... yeah, exactly. Give me that look, buddy. <laughs> what is this? What, what is this, school for ants? <laughs> <laughs> he always plays the dumb role so funny. The dumb funny. Is perfect at it. Uh -huh. Nobody plays. makes me believe my own blood. Nobody. <laughs> I told you not to bother me during my private time. <laughs> he always plays an asshole. Always. Always. So that was a great question also, Kevin. And he said, how would you rank the following TV shows? The Haunting of Hill House, Breaking Bad, mm. Stranger Things, The Wire, Parks and Rec, The Office, Ozark, That 70s Show, and Game of Thrones. Ooh, that's a hard one for me. My one, I, two are easy. I like, okay, so... We probably have the same one. The too. Wire, number one. Me for too. Me. The Wire is um, number one. And so. only, it's only number one because of the rewatchability of that show. Yes. Um, Breaking Bad is hard to rewatch, but it does because you know you know the outcome. But that that arc, man, and that that climb, 
It's a good See, point. I think breaking. Uh, I think The Wire has different stories in each season, so it's not like an outcome to for it all. Gotcha. You get what I mean? Yeah, The Wire does like, wrap things up they, with both. The they wrap it every every season. It's like kind of wrapped yeah. up. Like you know, okay, this one's in jail. This one's doing this. Yeah. So it's always kind of. And wrapped then we spend up. like the first episode or two on the next season, like building up new characters yeah. while revisiting yes. our old characters. So that's what makes The Wire so unique, is because it's a totally different story, but yet same universe. Gotcha. You know. I agree. So, um, then I would go with number three is hard. Um, Parks and Rec. Because I really love that show. I think Parks and Rec is so underrated. I agree. And I can watch it in I mean, bold statement here. I think Parks and Rec is actually better than The Office. Yeah, I, I know don't most really people won't agree with that, but I, I like The Office a lot. But I think Parks and Rec, I feel like the characters are nicer, more genuine like people. Like, that is last on my list. What? The Office. Is that even on? Oh, wow. Yeah, The Office. Um, the Office wouldn't be... No, it actually probably would be last on this list, actually. Yeah. Because after that, I'd put Stranger Things. Stranger Things 3 is still but, one of my favorite pieces of TV in history. But even the first two seasons, I, I love every season. I would actually over Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones would have been number one on this list. Just the final season. That final season. But you've got to stick the landing somewhat. But, and but they swung, baby. And they Stranger missed. Things did not complete their show yet. They have not. So that, that to me, I have And to we got to start getting worried about that, too, because they're almost 33 now. Well, they're going, they, they're coming back in 25. Yeah, I know. But I mean, when was the first season? Like 2014? Like they're almost 30 now. I think they're going to probably go into the future. Got to do something. Yeah, right? I think they're going to be adults the next season. Or at least like in college or something, mm-hmm. because I mean, my yeah. God. I think that's what they're going to do. They're not kids anymore. It's crazy. Then yeah. I would go with... Um, the 70s show, because I really love that show. Yeah, looking at this, um, I would put The Haunting of Hill House before that. Oh, wait, yeah, I didn't see The Haunting of yes, and yeah. then The 70s then show. Then that 70s show, yep. And then, just because I didn't finish it, Ozark is down there, and The Office I'd put above Ozark, personally. Mm, from what I've seen of Ozark, I liked it better than The Office, so. Okay, but that's wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kevin. And then our next question is, and this is our last question of the week, what are the top five most gruesome kills of all time? Number one is very easy for me. That is when uh, Officer Murphy gets his... This is your new question. Yeah, what gets his arms and legs blown off by Clarence Boddicker and Robocop. You know, oh, I got, yeah. Oh. I got this problem. Cops don't like me. And I don't like That was crazy. Ah, it's great though, ain't it? Ah, it's one of the best kills. Poor guy, man. No, he did Surprisingly, he hung on for way longer than you would think. And then they started... And they're joking around. (laughs) Oh, you know? Oh, they're terrible people. Yeah, like piece of crap. Garbage, yeah. Buddy, I think you're scum. Leia! Scream has a a few Oh, you know what? The... the, uh, This is a spoiler for Scream 5, if you haven't seen it, but David Arquette's character of Dewey. Oh, yeah. His death is brutal and violent. Yeah, and you're brutal. not coming back, he says. No, they made sure to like send that message. That yeah. is a pretty damn gruesome one as well. Um, the, the one thing I didn't like about that movie, what do you think is I'm going to say about it? About Scream 5? Yeah. I don't know. What don't you like about it? Courtney Cox doesn't have a bad haircut in that one, so we no, don't have to worry okay, about that. No, okay, no. Not Scream 5. Uh, Scream 6 is that there was no, like, uh, no one really of, 
like value got killed. Yeah, we talked about this pretty recently, which is uh, um, people actually got a little upset that we were talking about that. Oh, okay. So So we won't talk a little bit. (laughs) It came out this year still. I mean, it's it's on streaming, so you can see it. Yeah, exactly. Which you should, because it's a very good movie. But yes, it's a flawed good movie at that. There's also a review on the channel here somewhere on it. Um, but yeah, gruesome kills. Like I, I you know, I, it's hard to define that. Like you, you gotta say, watch like movies like Terrifying. Yeah, because like a Nightmare on Elm Street. Like you could argue that like uh, what's his name, Johnny Depp's character, the way he dies is brutal. But like that's just so over the top. Like it's well, clearly we, like there's not enough blood. Uh, in that. We just saw Tina's kills, and there was one. Oh yes, there was one. I think I missed it, but you kind of told like told me they used her. Some uh, a character's intestines. Yes, they use their intestines as a rope to get yeah. around, like to tie it around it. Yeah, that was pretty damn brutal. That was actually this year. Yeah, which Saw has had some brutal kills in its franchise. You know, like twisting of legs around and Oof. shit like that, and like breaking. That, that the terrifying Saw, they're like number one. They're yeah, like, like anytime kills. you see, and actually that was and another. The, and Evil Dead Rise, they had a few of them in there too. Yeah. Evil Dead Rise had a good one with the eye. That mm-hmm. really, like, anytime you fuck with the eye, that for me. But that's why I said, um, Saw X with the eyes. Yes. It's Dow's eyes. Yeah. Dead eyes. So, yeah. That's that's me. Yeah, personally. those are some brutal ones. Yeah, you're right. You're and right. And I don't, I'm not really a big uh, gore. Like, even like person. Friday the 13th, like, there's some good kills, but I don't want to say anything that, like, I'm like, oh my god, that's brutal as hell. Like, you know, most of the mainline franchises, until we get to, like, that torture porn era, but, like, you know, anytime, oh, Robocop had another one with the guy getting acid all over yeah. him. Yeah. He's like, <gasps> his fingers and skin are hanging off. That. The acid scene from fucking House of Usher was um, brutal. brutal too. Yo, acid can fuck you up. Yeah, I really melt, can't. It melts everything. It melts you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't is. think you have bones if you're really don't, like drenched in acid. Do they find bones? I don't know. I'm, I'm, we'll have to test it. Maybe play, <laughs> push it down in a pool of acid. Yeah. See what happens. Well, every time in, in Batman universe, you can end up with like a, a super villain that way. If you're not somebody in a vat of acid. So you got to be really careful, honestly. I can't. <laughs> but can't. anyway, guys, that's going to do it here for another week of Let's Talk Physical Media. Faith will not be here next week because this is my busy week of work. I have to yeah. work nine out of the next ten days, unfortunately. So I'm going to squeeze in next week's show sometime filming now when I get some free time a little bit. But don't worry, we will have the show. So Faith will be back in about two weeks but anyway guys if you like this show don't forget to hit that like button hit that subscribe button thank you to our director kevin Kruger and our two producers jason martin and frank rodriguez you can join the ranks as well just click the link in the description below or hit that join button we really appreciate anyone that signs up yes we do we really really do and if you and don't forget we have a giveaway at the end of this month you can thank faith for that that was her idea we will be giving away a 4k copy of mean streets to one of our channel members but until next time we'll be seeing you around around.